Hello, brothers and sisters around Radio Land. I'm glad to be with you once again. Well, I'm using the words of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring thousands and millions to the Lord or edify thousands of millions for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's why we're here. I'm here to be a, I just love the Lord Jesus. And I'm just very thankful that he chose to save me. Glory, hallelujah, and fill me with his spirit to make me a minister of the gospel that I may speak his words and talk about him to you. And also, I'm very glad that you chose to listen to me. I count it as a privilege. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a great thing when somebody have a mind to listen to the word of God. So I want you to know I appreciate you. The Lord loves you and appreciate you. We're a big family. And I decree God's favor and blessings upon you. I release his love upon you. I want you to just feel him hugging you, kissing you on the jaw or whatever, uh, uh, rubbing his hand upon your head to, to show affection to you. Because God is a loving God. And I am his child. I'm a love child of a love God. And you are his child. Say, I'm a love child of a love God. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about the great confession. Because salvation is by confession of the word. And uh, let me just pray over our city. I bless the city of Mobile, Alabama. For it is written in Proverbs. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. I decree the peace of God in this city. The peace in the administration. May the mayor's office and the city council be in, at peace with one another. I bless Pensacola, Florida, and I bless the mayor's office and the city council. May they be at peace with one another. And I decree that let the, let the righteousness and the peace of God be exalted in these cities that I'm on the air. And also, if you're listening in another city, I bless you and I bless your city. And you can call it out by name. Bless your mayor. Bless your city council. Glory, hallelujah, for by the blessing of the upright. The city is exalted. So I decree God's blessings upon your city. I decree God's favor upon your city. And I decree the peace of God upon your city. That there will be no evil. That there will be no rioting. There will be no strife. There will be no discord. But let the peace of God rule and reign in the atmosphere. There will be no murders and, 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 and things of that sort in your city. I decree the love of God upon my city, your city. Mobile, Alabama, Pensacola, Florida, whoever else listen to, listening to me, let the love of God be in the atmosphere. Let the glory of God be upon you and let the blessings of the Lord overtake you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's go to Romans, the 10th chapter, and let's start at the third verse. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. Now, why is Christ the end of the law for righteousness? In the old covenant, they was given bulls and goats. The, the, the person that was sinful, he'll come, which is everybody. Everybody, all have sinned and come short of the glory. So everybody had to partake of this administration. So you'll come and you'll put your hand upon that animal, a, a pure animal, an animal that didn't have a spot or a blemish. And when you lay your hand upon the animal, the Levite priest would take his knife and he'll kill that animal. Your sins transferred to that animal and something died for your sins. Instead of you dying, the animal died. And that's the pattern from the beginning to the end 
an innocent one has to die for your sins. And if that innocent one don't die for your sins, you have to pay for it. Okay, so in the Old Testament, they did it literally. They literally put their hand on that animal and killed the animal. Well, under the new covenant, which we're under it, you do it by confession. We're talking about the great confession. That's what Christianity is. That's what, and look, don't let the word Christianity uh, make you upset. I've been around people, they, they, they argue about anything. If you call yourself a Christian, that, that makes them mad. But, you know, the word Christian only means Christ-like. That's all it means, you know. So don't let, because uh, the vernacular of certain churches are different. Don't let the vernacular make you be in pure ignorance. A Christian just means Christ-like. We like Christ. He say, be ye imitators of Christ. So we just imitate Christ. You know, Christ always affirmed who he was when he was living on earth. He say, I am the resurrection and the life. You see what I'm saying? Um, He, he, he said, uh, always do those things that I uh, see my father doing. You know, he said, I am the good shepherd. He that cometh to me, you know, uh, shall have eternal life. Uh, one place he said uh, uh, he was a well of water. You know, the, when he met the lady at the well, he told the lady, he said, if you would have believed on me, I would have given you living water. So Jesus is living water. You know, so he always confessed who he was. And so God in the old covenant, he told the children of Israel that they were the head and not the tail. They were above only, not beneath. They were a lender, not a bar. But some of them failed to confess what they were. And that's what I want to show you. You cannot fail to confess who you are. In Joel 3 and 10, I believe that's where it's at. It said, let the weak say I'm strong. But you know, today, to, uh, because we have a lack of good teaching, the weak, I hear the weak all the time confessing their weakness. Or if a person have, have a, a stomach ache, they confess that. My stomach hurt. Uh, if they got a headache, they confess that their head hurt. Now, I'm not saying not to acknowledge it. Don't misunderstand me. Because if you if you got a, a pain or this and that, you probably need to, need to get prayer if you hadn't developed your faith to pray for yourself. But the development of your faith is acknowledging every good thing that is in you. See, the Bible says by his stripe you're healed. So if you have a pain, that's a lying symptom. You, you have to be, begin to confess that I am the healed of the Lord. And as you hold fast to your confession of faith, that pain will leave. You also can speak to the pain, sort of like speaking to the mountain, which is written in uh, Mark 11 and uh, the 23rd, 24th, all those chapters. When you speak to the pain, you say, pain, I command you to leave my body, to leave my knees, to leave my shoulders, to leave my head in the name of the Lord Jesus. See, it's a calling forth, speaking forth principle. Let the weak say I'm strong. See, if the weak will always confirm their weakness, they will never get strong. You see what I'm saying? It's a, it's a calling for principle. God said, let there be light and light appeared. Light be. And it was. See, that's the way God does things. He does things by the spirit of faith. Let me keep, keep reading. Verse 5, Romans uh, uh, 10 and that verse 5. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. Uh, who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what said it? The word is not thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart 
That is the word of faith which we preach. And that's what I preach. I preach the word of faith. But if you pay attention at verse 6, it said, but the righteousness which is of faith, it speaks. See, the spirit of faith is released by a speaking forth principle. You call those things that be not as though they were. When Abraham had received the promise of God that he was going to have a child, many years passed by and it didn't come to pass. And the child supposed to be between him and Sarah. Of course, they got away from the word of the Lord and he had a baby by Sarah's handmaid, uh, Hagar, which was Ishmael. But years later, 13 years later, I believe, he had a child by Sarah. Her being about 90, 86 years old and Abraham 100, almost 100, 99. And so the Bible says in the fourth chapter of Romans that Abraham considered not his body now dead. In other words, his body was as an old man. You know, old man ain't trying to have a baby. Old woman not trying to have a baby. But see, they only knew what the Lord had said. It said he considered not his body. Now, I want to challenge you. I don't know what your diagnosis is. I don't know what they said you have. But I want you to do like Abraham and consider not your body and use the speaking forth principle. The calling things that be not as though they were. You begin to prophesy to that diabetes. You tell that diabetes, glory, hallelujah, that you don't have it anymore. That you're looking at the word of God. And the word of God says, by his stripes you're healed. And I choose to believe this word over what my body is saying. In other words, I consider not my body. I consider not the diagnosis. In other words, you speaking what the Lord has told you and believing what the Lord has told you over what your body is saying, over, over what your senses are saying, or your, or your mind, your will, and your emotions, your soulish realm. You don't listen to the soulish realm. You have to train your mind to have the mind of Christ, to only believe what the word says against contrary evidence. See, the evidence said Abraham was too old. The evidence said Sarah was too old. But it says Abraham considered not his body. But only what the Lord has said is what he considered. And he was able to have that child when he was almost 100. The amazing thing about it, God so recreated them, he renewed their youth like the eagles, which is said in Psalms 103, until they, the men wanted to marry Sarah and she was, she was an elderly woman. That's how beautiful she still was in her old age. See, you could take forth that principle where it said it renews your youth as the eagle. And you say that every day. Call that forth every day. And you will begin to go younger. You don't have to go get Botox and have your face all lit up and, and red at the face and all that. No, nah, you can use the word of God to get younger. Hallelujah. You don't have to get an injection. You don't have to have liposuction or whatever this stuff here they be doing. Hallelujah. You got the word of the Lord. You got Psalm 103. For he renewed your youth as the eagles. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 9, it says in Romans 10, it said that, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thine heart that God have raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Glory. Hallelujah. So confession is how you get saved. Don't let nobody tell you different. Believe the word. Or you might say, well, Brother King, I know many people that confess the Lord Jesus Christ with their mouth. But they acting like a heathen. You know what? They didn't believe with their heart. You know what the heart is? The heart is the innermost part of your being. It's the center. In other words, it's your spirit. You got to believe with your spirit. And when you start saying, I'm saved, I believe on the Lord Jesus. When you love the Lord God, 
with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love thy neighbors thyself, you are saved. When you confess the Lord Jesus Christ, when you say, I gotta have Jesus, I love Jesus. Look, the man who first confessed Jesus, he's not perfected in his uh, flesh. He's not perfected in his mind. Because he just got born again. But the Bible says he's saved. Why? Because he loves the Lord. He, he's choosing Jesus. This is my man. He's believing it with his innermost being. Now, you'll know if a person don't believe with their innermost being. Because they'll say, oh, yeah, Jesus the man. And you'll, you'll, they'll never read the Bible. They'll never pray. They'll never go to church so they can learn. See? See, the ministry is given to edify, to, to, to build you up. So, if, if God had to give ministers to build you up, that means that person that's saved. Not, not that he's not saved. The person that's saved is not built up. That's why you have to have the ministry for the perfecting of the saints. It don't say they're not saints. It's saying they're just being, they're in a process of being perfected. Hallelujah. So if thou shalt confess Jesus Christ, hallelujah, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. That's with your spirit. And with, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Whatever you're trying to get from God, you got to do the speaking forth principle. It's a spiritual law. You got to keep confessing that. Keep confessing that. Keep confessing that. Keep confessing that. For, for the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. That's right. If you believe on Jesus Christ, you will not be ashamed. Verse 13, it said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it is the great confession. When you call upon the name of the Lord, you are saved. When you call those things that are written in the Bible positively concerning you, like you're healed, like my God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When you confess these things, you, you're, you're, you're building that into your life. You might not have it right then, but see, it says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the sick say I'm healed. Let the broke say I'm paid. Other words, to get everything you need from the Lord, you got to speak it first and then it'll come to pass. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.